0: It's time for Golf DMV, highlighting golf in D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and anywhere else they travel. If you love golf and like to laugh, Golf DMV is your place. This ain't your stuffy, snobby, boring golf show. It's Golf DMV.
1: All right, Golf DMV, this is a special feature. LB, Vern, and myself had a chance to speak with Gavin Parker about the unique way he teaches juniors how to play the game. He also says he can fix anybody's swing in less than an hour. Like, he can just fix it based on his whole method of game and play. Uh, Take a listen. All right, Golf DMV, happy to have Gavin Parker with us. Uh, He's Richmond, Virginia, also 2021 Golf Digest Best Young Teachers. Now, here's the thing. Um, A lot of times folks from the D.C. area, from the Maryland suburbs, VA suburbs, don't consider Richmond part of the DMV. But we're going to see if Gavin Parker can change that today, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, so this uh, no pressure, Gavin. This is like Richmond's tryout to be engrafted in the DMV, or at least or at least folks from around there who play golf brothers like yourself. Man, how you doing, bro?
0: Man, if I was doing any better, I'd be you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like it. I like okay, it. guys, Richmond's in. Gavin's in. <laughs> Gavin's in and Richmond's in. <laughs> <laughs> He's in. So, uh, man, uh, uh, so Vern was like, yo, we've got to get this guy, Gavin Parker, on golf DMV uh, because of the way, the unique way that you get juniors involved in the game uh, Vern's got two young kids I've got a young kid I have two three-year-old granddaughters Ooh, right you, yeah. who I have been trying to introduce to the game so hopefully today I'll learn something I've been having right now is trying to keep them from hitting each other with the golf club. <laughs> So I could use some help in that area. And we got that help today, ladies and gentlemen. So Gavin, uh, first of all, before we jump into the stuff with the kids, 2021 Golf Digest uh, list of best young teachers, what was it like being on that list?
0: Well, well, before we even get started, I just want to say thank you guys so much for having me. I'm super honored, uh, super humbled. That's pretty cool. Um, But I think it's amazing just to be recognized by your peers and especially for what I do. And as you guys can tell, I kind of do a non-traditional sense of golf. So to be recognized as to kind of paving the way and breaking the mold from you know just getting kids solely better at golf, but instead I use a stick and a ball to get kids off screens, um, to get kids passionate about something, to create experiences that are about triumph and wonderment and curiosity. Um, And just to be recognized by my peers for that's the world can see that was was, it it meant a lot to me. So I'm I'm very appreciative and very grateful to be a part of that list.
1: Right. So this unique way that you do instruction with kids, what was the thought, you know, when you first started, you know, as far as was your first thought to work with juniors? um, And then when you decided
0: you want to work with juniors, what uh, persuaded uh, your your approach? So I would say in my it started off. Like everyone else, you know, when you get into the golf industry and you are the young professional to any facility, they always give that individual the kids camps, (laughs) you know, Um, where most people, unfortunately, look at junior golf as a chore. You know, someone has to do it. You know, they look at it as babysitting where I don't know about you guys, but daddy daycare was like one of my favorite movies growing (laughs) up. Um, But the the premise of a babysitter is you just do not leave your kids with anyone, you know, like that's a Mm -hmm. coveted position. Mm -hmm. You know, like Mm -hmm. if you are a babysitter, that's you you take that. It's a, -hmm. it's trusted. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I look at junior golf as a choice. I truly believe that coaching is one of the best professions that there is. And, And unfortunately, when I started playing golf, everything that I was taught was solely predicated on a score or how well, how far you can hit it or who can hit it the closest or who can make the most putts. So that was kind of my experience in junior golf. And for me, it never was about that. I literally, it's the sound for me. It was taking a stick and taking a ball and hitting it and I was just able to map meaning to that where I was obsessed with the sound and I did everything in my power to create that sound not once did I ever want to go pro or even play collegiate golf you know I've never been the guy to shoot 65 or 68 but I like being outside I liked being um you know on a golf course so for me it was like how can I create an environment where I can just share this for all kids, where everyone in the junior golf industry always predicates on a score, um, some performance, this rhetoric about grind, be better than the next kid, where I was doing that, unfortunately, because I thought that's the only way you can get it done. And I was watching as it wasn't the golf that the kids liked, they enjoyed me. Mm. They enjoyed being in my vicinity, the families that I would work with, I don't know what it is, but. My kids just love coming back to you. And at that time, I was 23 years old. I was running one of the ro- largest junior golf programs in the state of Virginia. And um, I was doing it by sheer brute force, guys. I was just yelling and sc- No, seriously, I was just energetic and yelling and screaming. And I was, you know, having 80 and 90 kids in my Ooh, camps. But Good night. Now, yeah, now I'm exhausted. And I started studying Um, The board game, toy, and video game industry, which you guys all know have reverse engineered what play is, what games are for, and what fun is. And for the last two years, I've been diving into theory and the ambiguity of fun. And I look at it here and I kind of, you know, I classify myself as a stick and ball savant. I am an (laughs) environmental architect. Mm-hmm. Where you can go to anybody to teach your kid how to hold a golf club and to teach them grip. But I map more meaning to taking a stick and a ball and to have kids identify about themselves and right. to use a stick and a ball to stylize an environment of this is how we play here and to create a community centered around um, values that I consider, such as um, passion, commitment, and efficiency. You know, I do not teach golf to solely get kids better at golf. That's be a waste of my gift mm-hmm. where you can go on YouTube to right. have anybody right. to teach a kid, you know, how to hold a golf club. That's and what's what I interesting did.
1: about that whole approach too is the fact that, you know, I love the whole thing where you're like, you know, they're like, uh, you know, for one kid just to be better than the next junior or try to, you know, you got to get into college and we want you to do this. It's like, you know, the truth of the matter is out of all the kids that go to these camps and, and play – probably a very small amount of them will actually play collegiate golf and even get a scholarship uh, and things like that. And, and and so you grind and you grind and you grind and you try and you're like, there's all these valuable lessons that kids can learn, um, you know, through the game of golf. You know, and hopefully when they grow up, they, you know, they, they stick with it. I think that approach is genius. You know what I mean? Because it's like, listen, not everybody who goes to the camp is going to be, you know the next Justin Thomas or the next Jordan Spieth. You know what I mean. Right. Like some are going to learn and develop some things and be a, a, a good recreational player, and and that's it, and go on to do other great things in life. Mm-hmm. But it's these skills that they that they that they get and the life lessons. values. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what was that, LB? Life lessons that they'll learn. Yeah, the, these life lessons, the, lessons that that camp, that right. uh, uh, that they learn. Go ahead, Vern.
2: I was gonna say I find it I, yeah, um, I find it interesting too that you know they uh, uh when you when you first start an instruction it's seen as a chore and it's like oh we you know we're gonna put the the young guy the rookie on that when they also have the very strong you know grow the game grow the game grow the game where do you think the growth comes from it comes from youth mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so if you beat them down when they're young i mean so did did you did you find the sort of some uh, some hypocrisy there Where it's like well dang if y'all don't take care of them now who do you think's gonna be paying for these right. lessons when they get older to become recreational golfers and stuff like that you know what i'm saying
0: Absolutely. Man, that was that's profound because that's you hear that hashtag all the time. Grow the game. But it's such a disingenuous statement because most of the golf professionals are golf coaches that are in charge of kids. They do not know what fun is. They do not know what play is for or even what games are for. They do not – just because you have some hula hoops and some colored golf balls and you say this is a game and you have kids going to tic-tac-toe, that's not fun. You know, fun is the anticipation of a reward. So, I'm willing to argue that when you say hashtag grow the game, what game are you trying to grow? Because it's the 21st century, and if you ask 100 kids randomly, "Do you want to play golf, gentlemen?" How many are going to be like, "Yeah, <laughs> three. <laughs> three, three, <five. laughs> Right? and then out of those three they probably had a grandparent or a father or somebody yeah. who had the means to play at a golf course, yeah. you know, who could teach them, who can afford it where those other 97 kids would rather be doing something they're good at right. or that their friends are doing. Right. That is instant gratification where, golf doesn't have that as you guys know it's Mm -hmm. the the it's not designed to be inclusive Mm -hmm. yet we're trying to hashtag grow the game where that's we need to rechange the goalposts and i would say that there's a couple things golf was created in the 1700s by Let's face it, drunk Scottish dudes who, if they would see that we're playing golf the same way they did when they're wasted, LB, they would look at us like, we're crazy. Yet everything else is primed for disruption. And I think it is our time now to take a stick and take a ball Mm -hmm. and create the most distilled versions of golf, which we all like. Right. And bring it to kids in a quicker, you know, 20 minute approach that I synthesize and I create and with through the conduits of games right where they are creating their own meaning and their own affordance to why they want to do this. And then that's probably will be the best approach we can have them play golf as we all see it and what we all appreciate it. But it's disingenuous as me just because I love golf to make every kid feel like they should want it where let's face it, I'm teaching 400, 500 kids in my camps and out of that 400, 500, 300 of them probably won't ever play golf. And Mm. I'm completely fine with that because for that moment I had them, they were completely immersed in this magic this circle, this environment where they are creating their own choices, which I don't know any parent or any grandparent wouldn't want. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not being coerced into playing golf because I think it's fun because play should be Mm -hmm. voluntary. That's truly the definition of play. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. must be voluntary. And then now they're creating a series of meaningful choices to an outcome that's not solely predicated, on who's the best, mm-hmm. but on the choices you made, the resource management approaches, the player interactions. And this is how we have a fighting chance to actually make golf relevant, to make golf authentic. And I know it, it's really cool to say that we use golf to teach life lessons, but to a nine-year-old or an 11-year-old, they don't look at me as their role model. You know, mm-hmm. like, that's not the same. Like, they have beyond, you know, they have to, like, they don't want that for me. They right. just want to be a part of something mm-hmm. through an environment that, that's what they are used to being consumed in this media scape that they live in, being in that this is the 21st century. So I just want to study that, like every other industry is doing, and create this self-expression, which... The golf industry is not ready for because they think just golfing a ball into a hole is good enough for all kids, which is literally psycho because it's (laughs) not.
1: (laughs) You know, what's interesting about what you said, too, is making me think that, like, with every other – just okay you take golf but game every other game whether it's a video game whether even you know think about my son. we go outside and we'll throw the football around the basketball or the frisbee and we do all this kind of stuff and having fun but right. for some reason the minute we put a golf club in in the kids end up, okay gotta take it serious. serious right you gotta, yeah. you gotta work on your putting you've got to make sure you have your grips right you get you and and, and and as you're saying i'm thinking about like why 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 do we do that to kids right. you're 100 percent right when it comes to so so you know we, when we talked in the beginning of this interview lb was saying yeah i'm just trying to get my grand two granddaughters twin granddaughters to stop hitting each other with the golf clubs the plastic ones maybe not maybe let them chase each other around and and act like they're you know you know having a a
0: sword sword fight or something something like that you know what i mean like maybe let them do that well and that's where i want to stand my ground is when i say play and when i say games i'm not having kids make a their own games gentlemen i am creating <laughs> right. yeah, I I a <laughs> fixed surface mm-hmm. with rules mm-hmm. that have a constraint and because it is a game you can experience play within that right? mm. which is so important because if you give kit like you know one of my favorite quotes is from henry ford and he was like you know if i would ask people what they wanted they would have said a faster horse Mm -hmm. where he was like, yeah, (laughs) I'm going to get y'all this automobile. So Mm -hmm. I am still in the infancy of when I say playing games, because everyone else in the golf world says their camps are fun. Mm -hmm. They play games Mm -hmm. that when I use those words, I really want everyone to know that I understand fun. When I say games, I'm talking about a series. Mm -hmm of meaningfulness just because you toss a football or you have a circle and a coin points to it isn't a game because games you need multiple choices. You can't just have one task and one, like those are tasks. Those aren't, those are drills Mm -hmm. when it's a game to actually make it a manner of playing. You need three to five choices. Mm -hmm. So that's the first beginning of games. Um, Mm -hmm. Which is quite this, impressive, and then oh, so sorry, yeah. No, yeah,
2: that sounds like something you learned from. From it you, you keep talking about having multiple choices. Is this something you learn from? I don't know, game theory is probably not the right word, but from like studying like the video game industry and stuff like that.
0: Bingo! Yes, okay. Uh, you, literally, <laughs> I, It's so funny. I'm so fortunate. I went and I went down a pretty traditional path in my instruction too um you know i am a pga member there's not a lot of pga members that look like me mm-hmm. and i and you almost started the question of like how does it feel to be a golf digest whatever where i i don't want to say anything but it took 10 years to become an expert as a golf instructor you know like like <laughs> i like i put in i was in the mud boy. like we, mm-hmm. i could sit here and talk about Left wrist, pressure points, ground reaction forces, you know, <laughs> okay. putting, chipping. That's the stuff, burn, right? You got yeah. attention now. <laughs> like, like, I, like, I could do that all day, but the yeah. issue with that is, like, people in my area are not coming to see me for that because they deem me as, you know, oh, because I teach kids – I'm not a sacred practitioner.
2: Not a real. You know,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, where yeah. I'm willing to argue I can fix anybody's golf swing in probably 12 minutes. I don't need to do it in an hour. You know, <laughs> where can you take these 36 kids right. who don't want to be here in the first place, yeah. who get dragged out of the car, who yep. would rather be at soccer, who, who would rather be playing on Fortnite, and yep. to take these kids and to have them actually create an environment where they're loving it, yeah. that's way harder. That's <laughs> <point>. And that's <laughs> more intriguing for me. And that's like, ah, like, every like golf is so stale. Like, man, like, let's, it's, it's, I don't know, guys. I'll I, I really tell you, listen, I listen to
1: you, you make me wonder why we even play anymore. No, well and, and also it makes me say you know what we maybe we should do it we should do an adult camp for like you know for a day where you get people that and you make up these games for adults to play because it sounds like why am i yeah, like like we should be doing this whole thing differently right
0: yeah think about like have you guys been to drive shack or top golf or anything recently yeah, we were, yeah. yeah, Topgolf, yeah. yes mm-hmm. the, um esports, gentlemen is the second largest sporting uh like in, in the country. Like, it's about yeah. to be bigger than the NFL in the next two years. Mm, wow. We are living in an age where, like, y- y- we can't just pretend that golf's good enough anymore. Like, it's it's not. And I'm going to be realistic, too. Mm. I don't like golf unless I'm playing well. And, boys, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I play Right, well. exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, preaching to the you know, choir on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I love golf because <laughs> I can shoot 65. Bro, I can. I shoot 75. I'm excited. Like, hey, I... <laughs> My, my career tournament as a professional, Lois, is 88. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was it, And I thought I was doing something, bro. Like hey, but like, like, hey, like, it's, it's wild. But what I do love about golf is the more you play it, the more that you learn, and the more you know that there's more to learn. And, like, mm-hmm. it's that – and that's the fun. You know, like, the more yeah. there's there to learn, you're outside – but we live in a world where it's it takes a lot of time. And unfortunately, holes 18, 17, 16, and 15 are the most important. But it takes three and a half hours to get there. <laughs> <laughs> That's, true. That's true. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's to say that golf is for everyone, to say that we can make golf truly accessible and truly diverse, it, we can't. Unless we create different environments and we can repurpose the goalposts of what the right. word G-O-L-F could be right. and just disrupt the status quo. And I'm so appreciative to you guys for seeing that online. And that's, that's what I'm, I'm I'm here to do and I need your help.
2: Well, one of the things, so we, we recently talked to Kathy Kim, who's, who's also an instructor uh, up here in VA at 1757, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, she talked about how the first time she taught, uh, I, I think what got her into instruction was a young girl. If I remember correctly, mm-hmm. Yeah, she was teaching her and she saw her eyes light up the first time she hit it pure. And, you know, it was very, really, she described it as like super rewarding and fulfilling and she wanted, she, she actually wanted to come back. Um, do you, aside from the disruption you're doing is sort of like expanding what golf can be. Do you still have sort of that classic, like sense of pride, like as an instructor, when, when one of your students does well. And 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 I just wanted to add on do in your camps, will there be some of them of the 400 or whatever that like they're having fun with the games, but then they're approaching. It's like, Hey coach, actually think I think I want to try like to go out on the range and maybe like do some, you know, when they when they start to get interested in transitioning to to, tr- to the traditional game, does that does that make you proud? Proud, or are you like, oh, you know, they need to go see someone else, or how, how does that work?
0: <laughs> it, it is, you are describing what I'm starting to see every day now. Is okay. it's literally, it, it this game theory, this play theory is my net. This is my funnel. This is how I can get the non golf kids into the door. Yeah. So my – I'm with you guys. I love golf. I wouldn't be here if I wasn't. It's true. Um, But I'm not going to sit here and pretend that golf is set up for all people. Mm -hmm. From all walks of life, it is not. But what can be set up for all people is taking a stick and a ball. I love those moments when I have those kids who are like, Coach, I want to get better. I want to get serious. Um, I want to keep coming. And that leads me to the next issue is there's like two trains of thoughts when it comes to like teaching golf. There's right. the cognitive, this is what you're doing wrong, so let me tell you what to do. That kind of way to teach mm-hmm. golf, right. which is tricky because learning's abstract. And just because I'm giving you information doesn't mean you can – you know, put your process, finger on it right, and prove yeah. that you're learning right now. It, it's a process. It's, it, it takes a while to improve. Right. Then that leads to the other school of thought, which is kind of the constraint-based approach, where you direct students' attention to something external, such as a target, or mm. you put training aids or something in their way so they can move around it, so they can learn how that. their body – yeah so like that, that approach that. is the most uh, according to all the research I've studied in terms of like nonlinear pedagogy that's the fastest way to acquire skills. That even goes down to the Malcolm Gladwell's deliberate practice model yeah mm. so that's why when I say games, gentlemen, my right. games are quite constraint based where mm. uh. you acquire the skills from a technical, mechanical perspective, right. faster without having somebody who is not you to tell I'm you what you are it. doing wrong. Right. So I'm willing to argue against any Butch Harmon, any Jim McClain, right. this model that, hey, this is your 15-year development curriculum that I'm going to take you through, which is cap,
2: because
0: yeah. <laughs> you can't prove that because learning's literally abstract where yeah. play is not. So mm-hmm. I'm willing to leverage right now that my approach will probably create more elite golfers in the traditional sense right because they are playing mm-hmm. right you know mm-hmm. they are mm-hmm. completely submersed in this moment. I am mapping six and seven different layers. To taking a stick and taking a ball, then hitting it instead of the traditional get it to the top, freeze, hit it drill.
2: (laughs) You know, like I got
0: kids who are literally in tears, are crying because they're so nervous to have one putt left to king putt. And if they Mm -hmm. don't make it, they're not going to win the club challenge. And then their best friends are going to make it. And then they're in this like, that's Mm -hmm. the neurochemical reaction that people call, oh, dopamine. Oh, but with. It's way more important than the dopamine is the serotonin levels that are raising and lowering the anticipation of the thing creates right. the fun. Mm. And that is, people call it flow. People call it the zone. People call it the magic. And experienced in that at age eight through play. And now you're 14 and you've been playing these games since you That's were eight. Awesome. Now you're like, yeah. now I'm ready to play golf golf. And your coach is like, hey, bro, um, just get your grip over here. And you're ready to do it. And that's the plan. So that's how I create the elite golfers. And then if they want to go collegiately, they can do that. Oh, and by the way, I'm Golf Digest top thirty instructor, so <laughs> I, can, hey, I can say, hey, hey, baby, hey, I can zig back to the traditional way with track band and all the before and afters in, in a heartbeat. But mm. that that and that's the opportunity we have. And but I think for me. It has to be even deeper. I want to create a community where I'm playing my games and we have people who are in nursing homes who don't get to see kids and they can watch kids playing Mm -hmm. like that is Mm -hmm. that's what I want to use my platform for. Like, I don't want to coach people who want to go pro. I don't want to coach collegiate athletes because I mean, let's be real. That's that's cool. But there's nothing I'm giving a kid who has the means to want to go play college golf. If they really want it, they'll do it. Like, Mm. I'm not going to sit here and be, Oh, I'm the reason you're like, no, like Nick (laughs) Saban says it all the time, guys. Like if you're great, you just want to be told the truth. If you're good, you just want to be told what to do. And if you're average, you just want to be in the room. (laughs) (laughs) Right. <laughs> <Stress>. <laughs> Facts. Gavin Facts. Parker, baby.
2: so for the uh for the general audience out there gavin i had a hypothetical if uh d- and this is like advice right you know so you're you're a dad or a mom you got a kid in golf what would you do um say middle school they're transitioning to high school they've been playing golf really seriously for a while but they notice the adult starts to notice maybe they're getting a little burnt out maybe maybe they don't mm. not feeling it like they would what would your advice be to this parent to help you know, you know they really like golf, but they just they're just not feeling it right now. Like, what would you say mm. to the parent to help to help this this
0: this young golfer stay on track? Is I would just say how much you love to watch them play. Okay. Um, I would just ask the kid, "What's in? Why do they play golf? What what about it? What values?" Um, what are their goals for why they play golf and whatever their kid says support that. Okay. You know, I think this this and this is unfortunate is, is so many people use play through the rhetoric of progress. They okay. only look at play through the lens of development and progress. That's what oh, play is for. Right. To only progress to get better. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Where there's literally six other rhetorics for play where you can play to learn about yourself. You can use play to learn about emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. You can use play to learn like, whoa, I'm nervous right now. Does that mean I'm a nervous person? You know, like you can use that to find and learn about yourself. You can use play to create a community where you can have kids kind of look around to see if other kids are doing this too. Oh, they are. Okay. I'm ready to be a part of this. Like that's, what play is for and that's should like celebrate the means of play. I think so many adults, unfortunately, or parents only look at the ends, what they can get out of golf or being good at golf where they don't look at the States and the conditions that why we got started in the first place. And at the end of the day, golf should be a game. It's a poorly designed game, I might add. Um, but it is a game. No, no yeah. if you guys really think about it, you mm-hmm. literally go hit a little white ball, mm-hmm. and, and go then, find then it. you go, you go find it. And then when you find it, guess what you do again? Man? You, you hit, you it, hit again. it again. But I don't want to use this stick. I want to use this stick now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, and you put it that way. You, you're gonna be by yourself for hours, and, and there's no. Like, interaction. Like, I am so jealous to my colleagues that are tennis instructors or basketball or baseball or lacrosse because they have those player interactions that are special. Right. Right. The one thing I do love about golf is it is is different. We all know how hard it is. And when you know you've created that sound – you guys know that's sad, mm-hmm. that saying. I did fumbling. it this weekend. I did it this weekend. It, it, it is it is addicting, man. Golf yes. is. I love it, and I just want all kids to experience it the same way we do. But in order to do that, I must circumnavigate and pivot and zig mm-hmm. and get and try to create a more distilled version so kids can consume it to give them the best opportunity to want to mm-hmm. actually play to want to actually get better Um, and that should be those are what I'm celebrating and I'm truly doing it for the sake of doing it guys like there's no end goal for me there's no no railroad track that I'm trying to get to this point there's literally no destination Mm -hmm. I do it for the sake of doing it Mm -hmm. and that's why we should all play in the first place nice and for more Mm -hmm. information
1: on you and your camps and stuff where can people go
0: so please start off with www.ceoofjuniorgolf.com, and it's jr.com, uh, or excuse me, jr for junior. Right. Um, right now, I'm at a private golf course, so unfortunately, you must be a member to participate this summer. Mm-hmm. However, if I keep doing what I'm doing, they will be CEO of Junior Golf Camps um, all over the DMV this time yes. next year. And I, um, I'm also on Instagram, uh, Gavin Flow. I'm on TikTok as the Parker Process, and Facebook. Um, LinkedIn. But I'm just so appreciative to, to you guys. And this is just the beginning, guys. I'm super excited. Alright,
1: guys, that was our special feature with Gavin Parker. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, don't forget to check out our website, GolfDMV.com for all merchandise, including uh, hats for the spring. We still have face masks that you can purchase as well. Thank you so much, Brenda, for your purchase of the face mask. Also, we'd like to thank Cache Spine Sports for sponsoring the show. You can find out more on Dr. Smith again at our website, golf. DMV. All right, guys, we'll catch up next week.